At the heart of the business is the strategy behind it. Today, I am gonna share with you all my cringeworthy mistakes that I made in my early years of starting an online business so that you don't have to waste time and make the same mistakes. I had a very beautiful blog and a very beautiful looking website. I had no idea how to monetize it. And so guess what? In the first few years, I made zero from it. Social media metrics, likes, follows, all that stuff now, they're nice to have, but you know, likes aren't gonna pay your bills. What you wanna do is, those are the kind of skills that I like to say will algorithm proof your business because you're not relying on any platform. But the problem with waiting for everything to be perfect is that you end up sometimes being stuck in analysis paralysis. What you wanna do is focus on the needle moving activities. All right, let's get into it. Here are my top 10 mistakes that I made that you should probably avoid when you're starting your own business. Welcome to Daring Forward, where we feature ordinary women doing extraordinary things and learn practical lessons and action steps to help you live courageously. I'm your host, Sahar Twesajay. Now, if you're ready, let's dare forward. What better way to learn how to start an online business than by learning from someone else's mistakes? I don't know about you, but I find that I learn a lot from watching other people's mistakes. And so in good faith, today I am gonna share with you all my cringeworthy mistakes that I made in my early years of starting an online business so that you don't have to waste time and make the same mistakes. And if you're new around here, hi, I'm Sahar Twesajay. I'm the host of Daring Forward, and I'm a co-founder to a creative and digital marketing agency here in London in the UK. And I'm a proud wife and mom of four. All right, let's get into it. Here are my top 10 mistakes that I made that you should probably avoid when you're starting your own business. Number one, setting up a registered business before getting started. Now, you guys might be thinking, are you serious? Like, are you expecting me to trade illegally? That's not what I'm saying. A very generic mistake that I see a lot of entrepreneurs who are starting out do is they're focusing on the structure of the business uh, sort of activities versus the activities that are gonna help you generate and make more money. Now, it's very important for me to clarify who I'm speaking to. Right now, I'm speaking to you if you're a, um, a solopreneur or a small business owner. I'm not speaking to people who are thinking about having a startup. I'm talking about if you're starting new, scrappy, from home, small business. Um, I would not start with registering. I would focus on making more money. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that uh, further on in this episode. Mistake number two would be similar in nature to the first one, which is focusing on your branding, your aesthetic, and maybe doing things like buying expensive things to look the part. Again, this is an activity that has nothing to do with making money unless your business is within that field. If your niche is completely different and focused on something else, I wouldn't focus my energy there. Now, funny story is that's something that I struggled with when I first started my blog. Now, thankfully, in my experience, um, my husband is actually has always been my business partner and he is skilled in that uh, in that sense. He does know how to do design and great aesthetics and video and all this beautiful stuff. But at the time when I launched my blog, which was a health and wellness blog, and I did a ton of healthy food recipes, I had a very beautiful blog and a very beautiful looking website. I had no idea how to monetize it. And so guess what? In the first 
few years, I made zero from it. So had I focused instead on how to monetize my blog and really studied and put my energy there, I probably wouldn't have wasted so much time. So you want to avoid that, avoid the activities that look like they're the right thing to do, that make you look like an official business, but are you actually generating sales? Are you actually making money? Are you actually growing your business? Um, if you focus just on branding from the onset, then probably not. Mistake number three is copying someone else in your nation industry and thinking that it will work for you. Now, here's the thing. When you look at other people and what they're doing, you're typically seeing the tip of the iceberg of their business, um, which is like a lot of the things that I've, you know, I've already mentioned. It's things like their branding, um, their social media and what they're doing. But really, at the heart of the business is the strategy behind it. And a lot of the strategies usually like, if you were to think of an iceberg, the, the tip of the iceberg might be all the, the shop front. So all the stuff that you could see there, the flashy website, the flashy social media, the branding. But underneath that is a whole ton of strategy that you would not be able to necessarily figure out from just looking at people. So that's number one. And number two, what they're doing that works for their audience is not necessarily going to work for yours. Again, the perfect example is to share from my history. So when I started my blog, um, because it was in health and wellness, I was based here in the UK, um, I was looking at a ton of people that were in my niche and a lot of their audience were like um, the very affluent um posh kind of audience who are willing to spend money on super expensive things as super expensive, you know, supplements and all the fancy, trendy kind of health fads that were happening. Uh, but my audience was completely different. My audience was your typical um, middle-class working mom, and they didn't have the headspace for all that kind of stuff. What they wanted was, I just want a real recipe um, that is fast and easy and simple that will help feed me and my kids in 15 minutes. And I spent a lot of my time just looking at what my competitors were doing who had a completely different audience to mine. And then when I created similar type of content, which is like fancy recipes with all this, um, they're super healthy, but were they sustainable for, your, uh, for a working mom or a middle-class working mom? Um, no. <laughs> so... Obviously, my blog didn't take off. So I was creating content for the wrong audience. So again, just because you see it working for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Your audience is going to want to hear from you and your best place to actually understand what their needs are and what they want. Mistake number four was focusing on vanity metrics for too long. I'm talking about like social media metrics, likes, follows, all that stuff. Now, it's all well and good if, say, maybe you're an influencer and you need those numbers for, you know, to get sponsorships. But if you're not in that kind of business where you just need to sell a product or a service to make money, they're nice to have, but they're not the, you know, likes aren't going to pay your bills. And so what you want to do is focus on the needle moving activities, skills like um, sales, like um, maybe product development or systems if you're developing, uh, if you have a service-based business, marketing as well. Um, 
You want to focus on them at a high level. So one of the things that changed the game in my life and my business is when I moved away from getting bite-sized content um, on Google or on social media and all these strategies and tactics of like five ways to grow your Instagram following or 10 ways to go viral on TikTok. And when I focused on books and high-level strategy and high-level principles like understanding Uh, sales psychology, understanding persuasion, understanding things like human psychology and marketing, um, those skills are invaluable for you as a business owner because that means once you understand the principle, whatever platform you go into, you are able to tweak them and adjust them and think for yourself because you understand how people think and you understand how you can sell yourself, your product, your services. Those are the kind of skills that I like to say will algorithm-proof your business because you're not relying on any platform. Once you have that knowledge, no platform can take it away from you. Those are the kind of skills that you need that are sustainable, that will help you grow your business. And mistake number five is creating your product or service and hoping that people will just turn up because you've created it. Um, And sadly, um, that is not the case. Just because you built something does not mean that people are going to come. Now, I learned this the hard way by trying my hands at a ton of different business ideas and uh, trying to launch so many different things. You'd get a bit of a spike for an excitement for a day or two, and then it's dead silence. Actually, why I ended up here and why I ended up loving marketing is purely out of sheer frustration for why I couldn't get our product, our message, our ideas out there in a way that that lasts. That was my biggest frustration. And so that's how I find myself loving marketing. So moral of the story is don't just focus on building something and then putting it out there, hoping people will come. You need a bit more strategy. And that's where marketing comes in. You need to understand how to market yourself. You need to understand how you're going to launch um your product, your service, your message, whatever it is that you're trying to share with the world, you need a strategy behind that. Mistake number six can hurt a little bit. I've seen it hurt a lot of people. And that's basically expecting your friends and family to support your business. Your friends and family love you, uh, but sometimes they can be a little misguided because they're so used to you being a certain way that when you're coming up with new ideas or you're evolving as a person, um, it's very hard for people to see until much later down the line after you've had momentum. So it's very hard, firstly, for people to take you seriously. And secondly, your friends and family might not support you because your product, your service, your idea is not actually for them. They're not your audience. And one of the things that I found the most liberating after working with so many clients is just coming to terms with how large the world is. I am in awe of the kind of weird little niches and markets that there are for specific things that seem weird and random, but they have thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of people that um, believe in that thing and will buy and they're super fans. And the thing is, your friends and family probably don't fall in that category. And so don't be too disheartened um, if they don't support you. 
The best way to work around that is to start figuring out how to find your people and the people who need your product, your service, your message, and really cater to them. Mistake number seven is not testing or tweaking anything and just doing the same thing over and over again and hoping that eventually it works. I remember when, again, when I started my uh, my blog, my strategy was I Googled everything. I did a few mini courses here and there. I set a game plan. I'm like, this is the plan. I shall walk in it. And I remember I was I was basically following this plan to a T and I wasn't going to stop until I wrote a hundred blog posts. And I remember not even halfway through because uh, like that's a lot of hundred blog posts is a lot of content, especially if you think about it as food content, like recipe blogs. A lot of work goes into it. I remember after like 20 episodes in, just feeling so frustrated. Why are certain things not working? Why um, Why am I not figuring this out? And it wasn't really until I started learning more about marketing and business did I then, could I then look back and say, actually, I can see where I went wrong, but because I wasn't closing my knowledge gap, figuring out and learning more, um, I found myself frustrated and stuck. If you started your business or you're about to start, just remember that there's a ton of people who are telling you their way worked for them and it is perfect and is the only way. What I want to ask of you to do is this. Yes, learn and take the information that is provided to you and start to apply it. But as you start moving forward, take what applies to you And then pay attention to what's working and pay attention to what's not working. And don't be afraid to change the plan. Business is not a straight line from A to Z. It's more like an up and down. You move forwards and then you take 10 steps backwards. It's not set in stone. There's a lot of testing, a lot of mistakes, a lot of failure. Um, You're just going to have to keep tweaking and trying and testing until you find something that works. And when you do, pay attention to that and see if you can make more of what's working happen. Mistake number eight is creating your offer or your service or your product or whatever it is that you are offering to the world before doing research. And I'm going to quote, I believe it's Albert Einstein here. I love this quote. And it says, if I were given one hour to save the planet, I would spend 59 minutes defining the problem and one minute resolving it. The problem is, is that we tend to come up with our own ideas We don't validate them, we don't test them out, and we hold on to them like they're our babies, and then we launch them out to the world. And what ends up happening is when people don't validate our ideas, we see that as a personal attack and we see it as failure, and so we cower away and we don't venture out and try again. I remember when I first launched my Pinterest course, how I actually ended up there was the one thing that was working in my blog was um, I was getting tons of traffic with Pinterest. I had cracked the code. I had figured out finally how to get traffic to my blog. And I found that I was getting more people asking me about how I've made my business, well, my blog work and how I started getting my traffic more so than they were asking me about the the healthy food recipes that I was doing. And so I realized that, aha, this is something I need to pay attention to. It's working. And so I launched my Pinterest course because there was so, I was just, there was so much demand for it. Um, And I was serving a ton of students. But then what I realized is the people that I was serving with my Pinterest course tended to be uh, entrepreneurs who were much earlier in their entrepreneurial journey. They were still in their DIY stage uh, where they were doing everything themselves. 
and they were loving it. But then I also noticed that there was a huge audience that I wasn't serving. And they were all saying these kind of things to me. They were saying, you know what? I totally see the value in Pinterest. I just don't care for it, though. Like, I don't want to learn about it. Or, you know what? I totally see the value in Pinterest, but I just don't have the time to do it. I would rather someone do it for me. And so Basically, that's how I ended up having a marketing agency. We started out helping people with their Pinterest strategy, and that's how I ended up landing here today. And the lesson that I, that I learned really was that at the heart of business is service. There's a little bit of an art to it. You don't want to um, obviously completely leave your zone of genius and just serve people and start a business where you're helping others, but you know, you're know you operating outside of your zone of genius and you don't enjoy it because that's just going to lead to burnout. So what you want to do is have um, a little bit of understanding what your audience wants and you want to combine your giftings, your knowledge, your skills, things that you enjoy doing and marrying these two together. When you have those two combined, that's when you're going to have a business that you're going to love and it's going to be sustainable for you. All right, moving on to mistake number nine, waiting for everything to be perfect before you get started. Now, the problem with that is I say this as someone with perfectionist tendencies. I love to do things that are excellent. But the problem with waiting for everything to be perfect is that you end up sometimes being stuck in analysis paralysis. If you're doing research, if you're looking at what competitors are doing, you're going to get into comparison and then you feel like you have to do all this stuff before you get started. But the problem with that is you're too much in your head. You need to get out of your head and actually put yourself out there and and start getting feedback. Feedback is like gold because that's your people. That's the audience telling you, this is what we want. This is what we don't like. Use all of that and use it to build something that will serve the people. One of the best quotes I heard on this is actually from Marie Forleo, where she says, clarity comes from action. And I just couldn't agree more. And mistake number 10 was not finding a community and trying to do everything all by myself. Now, when you're starting out your business or you're in your early years, self-doubt is actually at an all-time high because you don't have that confidence yet to know that you've got something that's working. Um, and so there's a lot of second-guessing yourself. There's a lot of, ah, should I do it this way? Should I not? And um, the best way to short-circuit that self-doubt and the starting and stopping and being in your head too much is to find people who are on this on a similar journey with you and banding together and supporting each other. And if you don't have the finances to maybe join a membership of some kind that's online, there's so many online memberships or a mastermind, you could start your own. You can simply go to free Facebook groups and find people that are um, uh, who have the shared interest with you. They're in the same space as you and get together and have calls together, um, have meetups if they're local and just brainstorm, uh, encourage each other. Like, I can't tell you the value of that. That has just it collapsed time for me and it made the journey of business so fun because when you're working from home alone, it can be very isolating. So you really, really need your people to help you out. So that's basically it. Those are the 10 mistakes that I would avoid if I could go back in time and start over again. Um, I hope you found them helpful. Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, which point resonated with you most, or if you're listening on a podcast, just hop over on Instagram and message me and let me know uh, which 
one of these points resonated with you most. And before you leave, I have a little gift for you. I created a free worksheet called the Social Media Manifesto. And the purpose behind it really is to help guide you on how to show up online with clarity and confidence and without the constant battle with self-doubt. If that's something you're interested in, you can grab the link in the show notes. I actually have another video that uh, where I talk more in depth about how to start an online business and some of the simple steps that you can take. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to link it in the show notes for you. Thanks for tuning in today. All the resources mentioned in the show are linked below if you're watching on YouTube and linked in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then I want to invite you to help us spread our message by choosing one of four ways. One, subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast. Two, Leave a review if you're listening to the podcast. It really helps. Three, let me know in the comments below what the key takeaways were for you in today's episode. And four, share this episode with one friend who could use a little bit of courage today. And if you want to binge our episodes, may I suggest you watch this episode right here if you're watching on YouTube. That's it. Until next time, don't forget to live courageously and dare forward.